welcome to Personalized Learning with Matt and Courtney. My name is Matt. And I am Courtney. So Courtney, we have something different to talk about today. We do, but what is it we do every week, Matt? We talk about the do-dos and don'ts of personalized That's learning. Right. Yeah. Yes, yes we, we do. do. Today we're going to go a little bit off the deep end. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so today, Courtney wants to talk about needs <laughs> assessments. All right, I want to talk about needs assessments. The answer is Courtney wants to talk about needs assessments, and so we're going to kind of talk um, because we're, we're, I don't know, are we confused by them? I'm, yeah, maybe confused is not the right word. I'm not even sure ambivalent is the right word. Um, <laughs> Matt just pushed the microphone across the table at me and it like hit Closer. me in the face. Okay, sorry. That's much better. I think we've switched mics. I don't know. Uh, maybe. We'll see. Anyway, um, yeah, I needs assessments are something that happen. This is happening. <laughs> needs assessments happen. We'll see you next week. Bye. And I'm not really sure how valuable they are or how useful they are or how good at giving them we are. Okay. I... Don't really know about the first couple parts, so let's talk about those. Okay. But I would totally agree with you. I don't know how good we are at giving them. And I don't know how good people are at taking them either. That's That relates to a conversation that I had with somebody else this morning. Oh, really? Maybe we can relate to that if we get talking. Way, so yay. Let's right. talk about uh, needs yeah, assessments. So, so, the, so why do we use needs, needs assessments? So whenever we're talking about professional development, this is like where it comes up. You know, it's kind of like this idea of giving the teachers the voice, right, and what they need to mm -hmm. learn. Um, and in my district right now, we're working on a needs assessment. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's kind of going off the rails a little bit for all of those reasons that, like, because of all of those questions that I kind of asked, okay. right? Like, how useful are they? Are we good at giving them? Are people good at taking them? Okay. Um, Let's go with the first one first. Then. Okay. First question. What, uh, how useful are they? How useful are they? Yeah. How useful are they? I think it depends. So let's say we have a completed one, and now we're trying to figure out what to do with it. Right. So here's where I think there is folly. I think there is folly. It's a good word, isn't it? Folly. I think there is folly when it's just a flat-out, super open, hey, what do you need? You know, without any focus. Okay. I think that's really difficult. I think, A, I think it's a little lazy on the part of um, whoever's planning the professional development, whether it's in a school or district-wide. That makes sense. I, I really do feel like that's a little lazy. It's yeah. like, you don't know. You're not paying attention. Like, what's your vision? What's you, your, what are your goals? No vision, like, no what plan, are you, yeah. no nothing. Yeah, that's, a, that's kind of a red flag that you're just okay. kind of throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks. Okay. Um, when they're more focused, I think they could be more useful. Okay. So, for example, if I'm... Um, I mean, this is a real-life example, right? In a previous district, I did a lot of work with a uh, reading and writing workshop. And mm -hmm. so now and then we would send out kind of check-ins, needs assessments based on writing workshop or based on reading workshop. Okay. And we would ask specific questions. Mm -hmm. It wasn't – and even then it wasn't just writing workshop, what do you need? I don't know. You know, because I think that's where it's like, well, how good are we at answering? Right. You know, Matt, what do you need? What do you need to get better – at your job 
you could have any professional development, period, Matt, what do you want? What do you think you, not even what do you want, what do you think you need? And suddenly the choices become overwhelming to me. Yeah. Yeah. So I, and I've answered things like this before. Uh Uh-huh. And usually it's the first thing pops into my head, which is either realistic, unrealistic, (laughs) related, not related. I would love to have pizza every day. Yeah. And lose weight at the same time. Yes. Yeah. That's what I need. That's definitely what I need. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that's where, where it comes to the, like, how useful are they? And it, it probably connects back to the other questions, right? Like, because if we're not asking good questions and if we're not crafting the needs assessment, well, how, yeah, why it's not useful data. Okay. So what was our second question? How good are we are how good are we at giving them? Yes. How good are we at giving them? Okay. So we've kind of we've kind of already blurred that line a little bit. So they need to be a little more specific with a vision in mind. Oh yeah. And specific questions. Not I was just thinking as you were saying it, you had some reading writing workshop questions. Right. But if you you could still write those very open. Oh, totally. So they would be kind of useless because you'd have answers that are kind of all over the place, right? Yes. So the questions that you want to ask need to be much more specific. Yes. With like a couple of choices in mind. Right, and then so then that's oh that's another like, what you just said there like the answers are all over the place like really honestly no matter what I'm gonna ask or you're gonna ask on a needs assessment the answers are gonna be all over the place. True. Yeah, very true. So how is that helpful? Like you already knew that. Yes. So I'm thinking... Especially if... Oh, I'm here. See, yeah, going off the deep end. Especially if it's anonymous. I knew we would. Right? Yes. If it's anonymous and you have no identifying factors whatsoever, you're still in the same place. You don't know where to target professional development. You don't know who is... Are the people saying that they actually would, you know, need something. You don't know. So, and we love to do, I'm just going to, sorry. We yeah, love, go ahead. Go we ahead. love to do anonymous surveys, period, but needs assessments we love because we don't want people to feel like they're going to be judged or persecuted or, you know, have something come back to them because they say right. that uh, they need something. That is not a problem with the needs assessment. Yeah. That is a problem with the culture of whatever you're doing. Because if you're if you're already knowing that the only way I'm going to get information is if it's anonymous, because people will be okay with saying whatever if their name's not attached to it, you kind of have bigger issues than whatever so. you're asking on that yeah, needs assessment, I agree. right? Agree. There's way more, many more issues there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, so I was talking with somebody this morning, uh, which that part came up also about the Maine Youth Health Survey. I think there's there's another mm. letter in there. Mm. And she said she was administering it for the first time. So she's a school psychologist. And she was on the other end a lot of, like, getting the data and analyzing data and figuring out what to do. Right. But she had never been in the classroom administering. Oh, really? Yeah, so she volunteered. She was like, oh, this would be cool. I get to see it from this end. And the questions she was getting from the kids are, well, this is extremely personal Uh and very invasive. And a... Why do I have to put a code on here to identify myself? And 
it's identifying the classroom mm-hmm. and like grade level and school and that sort of thing. So it's not individually right. doing it, but they still had questions about there's some type of identifying factor. I don't want to be there's a there's a lot of like really personal questions oh, yeah. about sex and drugs yes. and and rock and roll, as it were. Because uh, this is true. I think there's one in there about rock and roll, and they were like, I, I don't know what to say. So we're we're talking about it, and some of the data we'd have to take that baseline and really increase those percentages of how many of our kids are having sex and how many kids are doing drugs and how many kids do whatever. Vape. Be, vape, because it's. Vape. That's on there now. I'm sure. Is it really? I'm oh, sure it is. Yeah. Because people don't want to answer it, right? right? Because they feel like being identified, even if even if they're not specifically being identified. Right. So it's a lot of psychology around that. Yeah. But I think getting back to, to the needs assessment part, it's the same type of thing. It's like I can put out whatever I want, but if, if you tell me that Matt Shea is on that, um, someone's going to point a finger at me at some point right. saying, you said this once. Right. And to be honest, from a district level that, that I'm in, giving some of these needs assessments, I don't really care about those individual ones. Right. I don't care who said what. Yeah. I got bigger things to worry about, <laughs> like what am I using this for? Yes. And how do I target the buildings right. or the grade levels right. or the subject matter or whatever it is? How do I target to what they actually need? Right. And if it's anonymous, you got squat. Right. And it's really difficult. Yeah. But again, if you're getting bad data that you people won't identify who they are when they're doing something like this that is very useful for our jobs, yeah. then we got bigger problems like then than it's that not, needs assessment. Yeah, and it's not useful. Yeah, and Not useful at all. it's not useful. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we've kind of blurred all the lines here of those three questions. Sounds like but, us. But, you know, I remember at one point in my previous district, one of the administrators telling us we were talking about a needs assessment for proficiency-based education, I believe. Or maybe it was just formative assessment. Might have just been for okay. either one. I'm sure we did a needs assessment for both, sure. right? Um, and I remember him saying, like, oh, we spent hours making this assessment. And this is what happens, too, because then you get into, like, the wording of the question. And, yeah. blah, blah, and should it be a Likert scale? And blah, like just on and on and on. And uh, this particular administrator told us that they had had a, um, like, a semester-long graduate-level course just in needs assessments. And I remember being like, oh. It's the worst. Why? The worst. Why? So I guess, you know, I think maybe I just, I feel frustrated by them because I, because I feel like they are attempting to give teachers voice without attending to relationship and culture. I think that's why I don't like them. I, I would agree with that one. You know, one of the things that if you've been a longtime listener, A, thank you. And B, you know that we just harp on culture all the time. Yeah. Right? That that's the most important thing. You really mm-hmm. can't do anything else without it. No, you, including you do, needs assessments now, apparently. You, well, I think, yeah. you know, if you if you really want to go giant picture on this one, it's really everything. There's nothing. <laughs> you can't do anything. More, you can't do anything unless you have a good culture. And yeah. I, it's, it's weird because I've been uh, listening to and watching a lot of sports lately about teams that really have horrific cultures from the owner down to the manager oh, down, yeah. down to the players and yeah. it's like they, they struggle and they 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 don't do things well and they yeah. they struggle like doing on the, on the field stuff sometimes because there's so much background and and annoyances and disturbances and just yeah. dysfunctions in Makes the sense. culture that it's it 
it happens on the field that that they don't they don't perform as well and you know soccer teams and baseball teams and right. happens all the time in our education world it's the exact same thing if you have dysfunction in a building or in a district or in a classroom you don't get to the real point of why you're there right so if you can solve some of those things some of those culture pieces I fully believe, and I know you do too, that everything's going to flow better after that. Mm -hmm. And then you can get at the real core of what the whole point is for whatever that may be, whether it's a classroom or whether it's a sports team and winning. All right. So what are some alternatives to needs assessments? What are some other ways? To assess needs. To assess needs. (laughs) To find out, and particularly in professional development, to find out what is needed. Like, what, what would be our recommendation for how to go about this? Or, or ideas, if not recommendations. Well, one of the things that, that uh, again, I was talking to somebody this morning about this, was you have to have some type of vision in mind mm-hmm. overall for the district. You have to know Agreed. your why, right? Right. So everything can be planned around those, those particular visions or those whys. Yeah. And then I firmly believe this. If you set up a culture that allows teacher voice mm-hmm. and not begging for teacher choice but just allows it to happen, those questions and those needs are going to come up organically. Mm-hmm. They're just going to say, hey, a teacher's just going to say, hey, I, I could do this because this is how it aligns. Even if they right. don't say it that way, like this would fit for what we're going to do. Yeah. Can I do this? Right. Can I offer this? Can I share this? Can I whatever with this one? Those things are going to come up just organically. Mm-hmm. I fully believe that if you've set up that culture, the stuff's just going to happen. And then you have some some go-to people that if you need some other stuff done, hey, I was thinking of this, what do you think? And they could either say, yes, no, I'll help. I know who can do this. Mm-hmm. This may not be what we need right now. Right, right, Whatever right. those answers are, now you just have those natural places to go. Right. And that will just spread throughout a, a district or a classroom or a building or whatever it is, if you're working with kids or if you're working with teachers, that'll just happen because you already know where you're going because you have that vision. Right. So here are some strategies I would throw on the table for making or building that culture, sure. right? Because that's going to be take a needs assessment. No, no, no. <laughs> Don't take a needs assessment about culture. Don't do that. <laughs> All comes full circle. What? Um, <laughs> so I think as many structures that can be in place for collaboration and conversation. So I think teachers working in teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, content groups working in teams. I think cross content groups, teams, whether they're PLCs or you know whatever else you want to call them. I think as many of those structures as possible is a way to set the space for those organic conversations and needs to come up. I think um, high visibility of building leaders, Mm -hmm. meaning they're in the classrooms as often as possible. Um, And by leaders, I include um, definitely principal, assistant principal, but coaches, specialists, um, because all of those people typically in a building end up being kind of the the crux of the team that really plans the professional development, right? So those people, high visibility, high high contact with learners and teachers. Um, And I even think almost like, I I hesitate to call them like focus groups or like, you know, conferences with teachers. But in addition to that, just like being in the room a lot, frequent one-on-one contact Mm -hmm. and just 
conversation. How's it going? Hey, I noticed this. Um, opening the door for teachers to talk. And I also think talking to learners, having um, one administrator I worked with at one point had like a monthly learners group and he would uh, pull different different kids every month, sometimes the same kids. I think they played around with a few different ways to do it. Um, right, we talk about being student-centered, so why not include the learners in this kind of um, assessment of needs for professional development? Kind of makes sense. It does. So I hear a lot about collaboration mm-hmm. and conversations. Yes. It's a lot better than needs assessment. Needs assessment. Yeah, I think I would also add on there um, the vision and having clear expectations, you know, like clear goals sure. for what the expect what, what the expected learning environments are or the types of instruction we're trying to do. Yeah, like just like with learners, clear outcomes. And with that... We have some news. Oh? We, next week, yeah. are going to be podcasting from the Mid-Atlantic Conference on Personalized Learning. Yes, we are. In Atlantic City, New Jersey. Yeah. If you are going, please stop by stop and see by. us. Stop by. Come say hello. We uh, might even have time to interview you, and you could be on the pod. Yeah, that would be amazing yeah. if we do that. Uh, so come by and see us if you are. Uh, we will have uh, one of our regular pods up next week, probably from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And then uh, interviews, just like we do at uh, Inacall. Yes. So we'll be putting those out uh, some next week and some over time. Mm-hmm. Just like before, we're going to be interviewing a lot of amazing people who are doing amazing things uh, internationally, I've noticed. Yes. Which is super exciting. It is. Uh, so that's what we have uh, coming up next week. So come on and give us a shout. Yeah. And if you're hosting a conference, call us. We'd love to come be we your podcast. We would love to do that. Yeah. Uh, we love talking to people, and we love helping people uh, spread the word of uh, whatever they are doing. Together, we are better. I think we're done. <laughs> I think we're done. All right. Yeah. We'll talk next time. Thank you.